Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Welcome back in hour number two, Thursday morning. It's Nick Dawn, Greg, Anthony, and Daniel. As we have until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210. That's how you climb aboard at 1210WPHD on the Twitters and Instagrams, YouTube, the free Odyssey app. Just get in there. Consume the show any way you want. 745, we've got What's on the Cut Sheet. Also, another great prize for our Morning Mystery Movie Clip at 920 this morning. And another opportunity for you at 950 to win a free trip to Walt Disney World with our Disney World keyword. You'll take that to 1210WPHT.com and enter that when we give you that keyword coming up at 950. CNN in trouble and also Joe Biden in trouble when it comes to latest polling numbers. We'll get to that as we continue, but let's get some news to kick off hour number two. And here is the great Dawn Stensland at 702. And good morning. We are sponsored this Thursday morning. This is September 21st. We are right now at 57 cool, crisp degrees. And this morning we are sponsored by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association at Parks. So in the news this morning, let's get to it and talk about what's going on as there are some real questions, more questions, I should say, being put upon the Philadelphia Sheriff's Office. The sheriff cannot account for 185 guns, according to the city controller. So this is, we've talked about this before. This is uh, the city, the acting city controller, Charles Edertrill, writing in a letter yesterday and this is to Sheriff Bilal, who's up for re-election, and saying there's just not sufficient evidence to account for all of these guns, 76 guns and 109 weapons that were surrendered to the office. So the controller still considers technically all of the guns unaccounted for because of poor record keeping. Poor, poor bookkeeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what, the amount of things that we have seen in government just go missing lately in the last, I don't know, let's just call it nine months, is astounding. It really is. I think we, oh, the F, an F, F-35 just went missing. Oh, <laughs> we've had 185 guns just disappear. We had all this COVID funding that we don't know where it went. Just remarkable. Yeah, it it is. And probably, I mean, this is why elections are, I, I guess, a good thing, in, you know, because ultimately now the sheriff today yeah. is is saying, well, I'm going to, you know, uh, this is Sheriff Rochelle Bilal up for re-election is going to hold a news conference at some point today yeah. and explain all of this. And what jurisdiction is this again? And this is city of Philadelphia. Oh, so, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Say no more, right? Okay. That makes sense. Now. But, you know, the controller's office recommended that the sheriff's office just confirm whether, for example, retired deputies have guns in their possession or proof of their disposal. So, for example, usually when if you retire, you're allowed, you know, they'll, they'll give you the option. Do you want to keep your, your firearm? Mm-hmm. And that's okay as long as you document it. Right. Now, Bilal had said, oh, it was a hot mess. I inherited this. But what's this, three years later? And so this is one of the many concerns. I'll just remind, you know, remind everybody that it was a deputy with the Philadelphia Sheriff's Office uh, was arrested and charged, remember, with trafficking and selling guns. Mm-hmm. They've had problems with corruption. And and the only reason we knew about it, it was through the U.S. Attorney's Office. Okay. And so one of those individuals, 29-year-old Samir Ahmed of Philadelphia, was arrested. Uh, that was a year ago. But just keep in mind 
that one that that one of the firearms was used in that deadly ambush shooting after the football scrimmage October thirteenth. Okay, and we know this well. We've talked that about was it. Nicholas Elizalde, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was the Roxborough High School. We're coming up on, or excuse mm-hmm. me, it was it was actually the arrest was October. Nicholas was shot and killed. Innocent, innocent kid after yep. a JV scrimmage, Roxborough High School. It happened September 27th. So we're six days away from that. Right. Wow, from that time, commemoration. Time yep. I know. And and so you think about that, and that was, you know, the, that corruption was highlighted. So what's going on with this? Yeah. As well, the, the controller pointing out, and this is my final point on this story, but, and, and kudos to the inquirer for pointing out that Bilal had given herself a you know, big raise, that it was even a, it was even approved by Mayor Kenny's office. Mm-hmm. So just the swirl and the whiff of a, a lot of, um, you know, things that might not be so kosher going yeah. on in, the, in Kenny's yep. department. And kudos to the controller for calling this out. And you mentioned the officers when they retire, they're given the option if they want to keep their firearm. I would imagine if you worked in Philadelphia police and are a city resident as you retire, I can't imagine you not wanting to keep that firearm, given the current conditions and climate of yeah. you know what goes on in this city. Well put. So, um, so, and and as long as you document it, that that the problem is the only problem is if you don't document it, which they're saying they they didn't. So we'll get more answers. We're following this for you in Burlington County, New Jersey. We've been headlining the story of mold f- forcing a New Jersey school district to move the students, either shuffle them to another school, or in the case of Lumberton Township Middle School, this will these kids will be learning remotely. They they've just learned this learning remotely while mold in that school as well as Bobby's run school can be re- remediated. Yeah. And if you missed the first hour, we talked about this in the six o'clock news. And we also learned that Greg Stocker is a mold expert. He's a mold expert. Yeah. I didn't say I was a mold expert. I just, you know, I know, I know a lot about mold remediation. I do. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, and uh, the kids are learning all about it too. Yep. And the parents who now have to <clears throat> have their kids remote learning for two weeks and we, we actually have audio of, of a few of those parents valdez and dorenzo mic'd some of their houses it really pisses me off <laughs> yeah. so you can imagine that you're you have a lot of calls to employers right about now going yeah. um i just learned this with the mold mm-hmm. so yep i got i gotta work from home and, and you, you feel for the parents too yeah. that can't afford like babysitters or daycare for this stretch that can't get out of work or work remotely it's so true. And maybe your babysitter, so-called, that you get on Friday night is a high school kid That's who's in school. Right. Because this only affects the middle schools. There you go. Uh, Chester County, we've been updating you that that second community meeting, we've had some passionate meetings in Chester County, right, as residents speak their minds and demand answers after their two-week ordeal after, of course, the convicted killer, armed and dangerous, had escaped from prison so now we're hearing that the Chester County Prison, they're promising to, for example, fully enclose the exercise yards after the escape of that killer. But the, that, that's the good news. They're making major changes and renovations and trying to earn the, the trust back of the community. The bad news is the project is going to cost up to $3.5 million and may take at least nine months to complete. Mm. Residents not happy. A yeah. lot of outrage. I understand. So we're following that one for you. And um, as well, let's talk about the Melrose Diner, South Philadelphia. So this is uh, the end of an era, if you will. The uh, iconic Melrose Diner. It's coming down. 
And as well in South Philadelphia, I just remind you that after that wonderful win of our Phils last night in the Braves' house, 6-5, we won last night. Now we start a new series uh, against the Mets mm-hmm. at home, a four-game four series. And by the way, nothing better than playing towards the end of the season when you know you're a playoff team and it's September and you get the lowly, lifeless, pathetic, spineless New York Mets for a series. <laughs> With all their hype they get every year and all the money they spent in February. And then you get to September and they're just withering away like the fall leaves just dropping <laughs> off of trees. Beautiful. Trash talking Nick Kale. That's right. <laughs> so uh, before I get to the NBC10 first alert forecast, part of it you'll love. Part of it you're going to hate. But let's talk about our sponsor, the Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing. Pennsylvania's biggest day, thoroughbred racing, thoroughbred racing, the Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks on Saturday. This Saturday, September 23rd, gates open 10 o'clock in the morning. Free family fun, live music. Visit PennHorseRacing.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So today for your Thursday, gorgeous, 76 degrees. It's sunny, crisp. Clear skies. Clouds start to move in for your Fridays. So the fills tonight, I don't see any rain for the fills tonight or today. But when we move toward tomorrow, there might be some sprinkles as the rain moves in for the weekend. But tomorrow we'll get the day in. Lower 70s, cooler. It'll feel more like fall coming into the weekend. Kellen Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 855-839-1210. As the Fall comes in and the leaves wither off the trees. It's a lot like Joe Biden's lead over Donald Trump. Uh, This is a very interesting story. So Joe's lead over Donald Trump is now evaporating in a new poll that shows a dead even heat. The latest YouGov Yahoo News poll found that Joe Biden and Donald Trump now tied at 44% each amongst registered voters. Uh, Just 7% undecided. So it's a very small select crowd. And this is, granted, one poll, one sample size. But we know that this could very well come down to, in 2024, that small contingency of undecided voters. 4% saying that they will not vote. The previous poll that was conducted by YouGov slash Yahoo last month found that Joe Biden had a slight edge over Donald Trump, with the sitting president polling at 47% compared to the former president's 41%. So that is gone. Joe's dropped down three points. Trump has raised up three points. So now we're even at 44 apiece. The survey results also show that 77% of Americans see Biden's age as a smaller big problem while 64% say the same about Trump, which kind of goes back to my theory and my my thought process is it's not specifically just the age, whether it's age limits or age maximum or term limits or whatever it might be. It's also your cognitive state behind the number that is your age. Trump's still far more sharp and with it, which is why only 64% feel the same way with Trump as 77% do with Joe Biden. And then also, we've, we've had a lot of conversation about both both administrations, family and family members. When asked about whether Trump or Biden's family is more corrupt than the other, 41% said Trump, 38% said Biden, which tells me some people aren't paying attention to the alternative news that we get with the Biden family cover-up. But this is a big difference since August, where 46% of Americans said Trump and 36% said Biden. So that has shrunk as well. And this was a poll conducted uh, from September 14th through the 18th with 1,636 
U.S. adults. And I think, and we just talked about it in the last segment when it comes to Joe and, you know, Greg mentioned why is it that the Washington Post and all these other media outlets that usually are hack sites and defending Joe Biden, why are they all exposing his lies? I think a lot of it is obviously just point blank period. If you have two functioning eyeballs and two ears that work, you see Joe decaying before our very eyes. But they're also all very aware of these poll numbers. They know that Trump's numbers go up every time he gets indicted. We know more and more keeps coming out about the Biden family. So once they start to see it in polls of, okay, well, 1,600 people here, 1,200 there, then it's like, all right, got to make that quick pivot. I mean, pretty much across the board right now, Trump and Biden are in a dead even heat, which is really fascinating where we were just maybe 10 months ago. Yeah. When I thought for 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 a very long time, which is why I was so pro DeSantis because I thought DeSantis had the better shot of beating Biden, but I didn't think DeSantis could beat Trump, and I really arrived at that conclusion was because I thought, say what you want, that a lot of people just hate Donald Trump, and that's why I felt like he would not be electable. But now more than ever, and he he was just yesterday in Iowa. Did you see the pizza that he was tossing out? Handing out boxes of pizza like he was at a uh, like a local pizza hut or something. And the crowd was just eating it up. And that's the prime example right there. Trump, even though he has not qualified for the every man man for a long time, because financially, well, he's not in that category. That's the moment where he connects with the individuals yeah. on a basis that DeSantis cannot replicate. And also Joe Biden can't replicate as well. So. Figured we would share that with you guys. 855-839-1210. We got to get to some media analysis on the other side. Just when you thought CNN couldn't go any lower, just when you thought with new leadership, CNN might turn it around a little bit and just start to chip away at the MSNBCs and the Fox Newses of the world. And eh, not so fast. They hit a 32-year low. We will give you those details when we come back. It's Kale and Company live here on this Thursday morning. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. This is what I hear. Mom, what's on the menu? Love those Swedish meatballs yesterday afternoon before I headed out for the day. Because, you know, I have that, I, I you know, Get up really early, 3.45 in the morning, right? Come to work. And then I have this in-between time, right around 3 o'clock-ish, where thanks to the whatacrock.com team delivering those delicious, ready-made meals to my doorstep. So what do I do? I put it right in the slow cooker. It makes it so easy. And then by the time we all get home, you know, toward evening, we come home after work and school and dinner is just simmering. So last night... Swedish meatballs, tender, juicy meatballs in a homemade brown gravy with egg noodles. Just delicious. Then I served a side spinach salad with it. Everybody loved it. So delicious. Tonight, what's on the menu? Beef stroganoff. Okay, this is a cream sauce, tender beef, and mushrooms. Now, for this weekend, football, because we're coming into the fall season, the homemade beef chili. So I've told you about the three-bean vegan chili. This is a homemade thicker, heartier. This is a classic beef chili that's great for those chilly evenings or for my purposes, I'll bring it to the football, high school football tailgate. Everybody's going to love it. And I'm excited also for the French toast bread pudding. Dessert in a crock pot. It is possible. Trust me, it's delicious. French artisan bread. I know I'm just making everybody so hungry. French artisan bread just smothered in cinnamon. 
and cream. How good does this sound? It's all delicious. And for me, no, I don't have the work. I don't have the prep. I don't have the cleanup. This is awesome. Just use promo code WPHT, $10 off your first order, ready-to-eat meals, delivered to your doorstep, whatacrock.com. If you're not doing this, I guess you don't value your time. Homemade, just not by me. Delicious. So, promo code WPHT at checkout. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, the free Odyssey app. Get us on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet coming up in just about 20 minutes. Also, the Fauci Family Financials have been released. Where do you hear this? And also the latest strain of COVID is so super weak that doctors don't even know you have COVID unless they test you for it. So uh, we're going to get to that story coming up. So as we get ready for more school shutdowns over what essentially is a runny nose, uh, we'll we'll try to make sense of that absurdity. Um, but one of the things that we do talk about from time to time is, you know, media and entertainment and pop culture on this show. And uh, we have certainly been tracking and letting you know just how awful CNN is doing. We've also looked at it from the other perspective of how Fox was doing with Tucker Carlson versus Tucker Carlson and how all that stuff is played out. Uh, but CNN just hit a new low as they posted their lowest weekend ratings in a key demo in its recorded history. That's how bad it is right now at CNN as they get ready to welcome in a new boss who goes by the name of Mark Thompson. So the all important 50, uh, 25 to 54 year old demo for uh, cable news networks. Uh, the data was released on Tuesday, and CNN, which launched in 1980 and used to bill itself as the most trusted name in news, they totaled for the weekend a grand total of 55,000 viewers. I'm convinced that Matt Rooney and anybody else that does a weekend show here on 1210 can amass 55,000 listeners. I, I, I mean, yes. yes. That's, that's, a, that's a proven fact. Yes. yes it is. Yet CNN, <laughs> the once most trusted name in news, garnered a total for all of its weekend slate of 55,000 viewers, which Ouch. does include, Dawn, their Sunday programs, State of the Union, led by Jake Tapper and Dana Bash. So some of the big-time people you see during the week in, a, in, in key time slots also do a Sunday show, and collectively Saturday and Sunday combined... 55,000 viewers. Wow. In a country of 340 million people. Now that is something to strive for. I mean, when the bar is so low, you can't go anywhere but up from there, I would think. But then again, I didn't think they would get this low. So who knows? That could be 47,000 in the uh, the next month or something. Uh, Also... The other weekend show, which apparently is their one of their key Sunday shows, which also features uh, somebody that gets no ratings during the week, which is really fascinating. You know, you don't do anything during the week where it really matters, and then you're expected to do something on the weekend, and you fail again. But the whole story with Anderson Cooper and Stanley Tucci searching for Italy drew 43,000 viewers. Wow. I got to tell you, and as bad as that number might be, I, I would love to know from those 43,000 what you gain out of watching Anderson Cooper. When you sit down and watch that show, is he entertaining? No. Does he have any energy? No. Does he look like he had like blood drained from his body? I know. Yes. He is low energy. He's just, he is the most uninteresting man on television on that network. And that's saying something because there's nobody that's interesting on that network. So it's, you know, it's like trying to find the shortest straw in the bunch. Uh, that, that's Anderson Cooper. Now, the network got crushed again during the weekday viewership as Fox had 683,000 viewers to MSNBC's 424,000 
to CNN's 345,000. Um, one industry insider said the following, quote, CNN is a ratings embarrassment. Now, we know that they've brought in this guy that used to, um, I, I believe, um, we, he was with, what, Warner Brothers and Time and... Um, Zaslav. Yeah. Yeah. So you brought in... And now, now they've brought in uh, also Mark Thompson, who I, I want to say was with the New York Times or some New York publication left wing. I mean, soccer, you, you, part of your job is looking at numbers and trying to make sense of it and then telling the bosses what's going on and giving status reports and updates. If you were like CNN's top boss, what would you say to somebody that's in charge of programming with this with these numbers? What we're doing right now is not working. We need to shake it up. <laughs> that that would be my speech everywhere we But went. they haven't really and, and and like Dawn, they haven't shaken anything up other than putting getting rid of Don Lemon and I don't elevating mean, no, Collins. I I don't mean shaking up like moving this person here and this person here and let's try this person here because they work so well here. Okay. I think you just need to shake up the entire, like what they do. You oh, know so what I mean? you're talking about the, the, the business model. The business model. Not of, the talent. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's just the, the cable news industry, the cable news business is very saturated right now. And, and they, people are craving something different. They are. And, 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 and CNN is just not, they can't keep going with this old blueprint. Yeah. It's like the old blueprint of, um, mm-hmm. late night shows. Everybody does the same thing, the yep. same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And then after a while, you're just like, okay, like I've seen this song and dance a million times. Let's try something. Let's try something new. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Right. But if it was my job to figure out, you damn well bet I would. I mean, everybody's down. <clears throat> so I was even looking because we've talked about it over the years. And you look at CNN, what was it, two years ago when Jeff Zucker was still there, there was one ratings period they were down like 90 percent but even this past spring Mm -hmm. down 61 percent in prime time and we've talked about the facts even fox news channel who does well they were down this past spring Mm -hmm. and and msnbc actually fatigue it's a fatigue people yeah with this they are they are but i'm part of it so i so here's a piece of this in local tv we've seen this happen over the past decade where all those big salaries, Jim Gardner is probably the last of that era. He at six ABC just retired yep. and made that million dollar mark. Nobody's making close to that, and nobody will right. locally. Now let's look at the networks. You know, when Tucker Carlson left Fox, everybody's like, "Wow, he's making twenty million dollars a year. All these huge salaries that the networks cannot sustain that." Mm-hmm. And so now we're going to see that at the cable, whether it's the cable news or the the network level. No, these yeah. big time anchor salaries are going away. And I think Joe wrote the Joe Rogan formula mm-hmm. where it's just feels authentic. It feels more natural mm-hmm. because everybody loves the loves to listen. Right. Some watch, but they want the option to just listen to yeah. a podcast, you know, listen live or uh-huh. listen as a podcast on demand like we do. Cart, whenever yep. I can get it whenever I want. You know, it's funny you say that um, because Right now, in the world of sports radio, Odyssey has completely obliterated the competition in this city and in New York. So our station down the hall, WIP, has just crushed my old station. They're on the brink of elimination and extinction. And also in New York City, WFAN, which now Spike Eskin runs, who used to work here, is got uh, the ESPN station on their deathbed yesterday 
as the ESPN station that always lost to the Odyssey station in New York has given up their FM antenna that they were paying $12 million a year to lease, and they're going back to their old AM signal and trying to say that we're going more digital where it's not going to be so much about the actual AM or FM station, but it's going to be YouTube and podcasts and uh, Stitch and Twitch and all this other stuff. So to your point about shaking it up, I'm wondering, now radio is a different animal than TV, would CNN ever get to the point maybe where they scale back on the big-time contracts on live television yes. and go more a la carte on demand? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what they yes. should probably do. That, and, it's a, yeah. Yes, it's a genius move if they would do something yeah. like that. And be the first to do it. And hire, hire people who are um, edgy, younger, mm-hmm. hip, um, not, you know, Caitlin Collins, even though, see, now they're trying to put her in, and she's younger, right? And, yeah. and a rookie by all accounts. Yeah, but she so, still does the same formula as everybody else. That's does. my point yeah. that I'm yeah. going for. Yeah. So they're, no, 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 you're exactly right. Put her out, put her in a jean jacket, mm-hmm. put her with a group of people, let her interact, let her be herself. Right. Right? Because she, like we, we did with you. just be you and try to get this genie back in the bottle that's correct it's like dawn shut it and hold this mug a certain way (laughs) hold it a certain way but you think about caitlin collins so we know what we know about her and what i find interesting is you know she was raised in alabama in a conservative home Mm -hmm. what what's going on with her it's like they're trying to turn her into one of them right i would like to just let her let her loose yeah and see really what's in there and shake it up. Yep. Somebody like that might be very interesting because mm-hmm. we talked about the fact even when she was interviewing Trump, it got annoying. Right. And and I'm looking at that going, this this rookie individual, yep. smart, but she was not that was not her. She had in her IFB in her earpiece and they're going, You gotta fact check, you gotta mm-hmm. right up, you stop. Yep. I agree. Let let the authenticity rule, but also they'll save a ton of money. You can hire a lot of really smart quick, good people. And Nick, you know, we look at across the country and even Fox News, where people who came from that sports world, mm-hmm. because in sports, you do have to be spontaneous. You do have to be quick. Right. And some of those personalities actually work better within the Well, look format. at all the people that Fox has hired. Clay Travis, former yeah. sports guy. Will Kane, former ESPN sports guy. Mm-hmm. Hell, they have a former wrestler on there, that Titus guy. I love him. That big dude. He wears a backwards hat and a chain on yeah. live TV. But he's you don't see that on CNN. And he's such a like a Buddha. I mean, he's so some of the stuff he says. He's a smart dude. He is so smart and so wise and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I love him on Gutfeld. Yep. 855-839-1210. The number we will come back, work our way towards what's on the cut sheet, including the Fauci family financials have been revealed. It's Kale and Company, and we're back after this. I got a same game parlay for you here that by the way, once I first mentioned it at like 6.20 this morning, and it's already ticked up. You can wager $10 and win 221 on tonight's New York Giants and San Francisco 49ers game, which you can hear right which you can hear uh, right here on 1210 WPHT at 7.30. San Francisco uh, with a spread at minus 10.5. Darren Weller for an anytime touchdown. Christian McCaffrey for an anytime touchdown. And Debo Samuel uh, for an anytime touchdown. Wager 10 bucks. And win two hundred and twenty-one dollars, all from Fanduel Sportsbook, in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Giants and 49ers, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. 
You can build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Like I just gave you, all you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Greg right now so you don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat same game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. In partnership with Valley Forge Casino, FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT, 21 and over. And is a, and is also the a partner, uh, the official partner of the NFL. Twenty one and over. President PA refund issues and non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund five dollars unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio twelve ten WPHD. Nick Dawn and Greg. A lot of people yesterday getting a lot of run, a lot of play out of our conversation that just kind of transpired organically about the fact that Don Stenslin has always been surrounded by men in the workplace that can't assemble anything. <laughs> I was getting texts all day about that one. It's true. Uh-oh. I would have thought for sure by that the, you could. I'm like, nope, I can't do any of that. By the way, I'm going to say something, and it's going to contradict you know things I, I say that you shouldn't do. Okay. But like, Don, you retweet a lot of like random accounts, but like when there's clips of you discussing things on 1210 WPHD, you never retweet them. Because I hate the way I look. Oh, stop. Dawn's like, I need hair and makeup. Done that. I don't and know. I'm like here with my little, like, oh, I look pale. Like Greg, I need better I lighting. But it was like a great, it was a great segment where like Nick and I, you know, we and we threw Zioli under the bus too and like how we, we can't, we can't uh, build anything. And we threw Dawn, Larry under the bus. We threw, we threw Dawn's husband under the bus. <laughs> I and, love electric and, school buses. And, and Dawn just looked like the champion. And then I, I get crickets. Dawn's like, uh, here, here, here's, but, here's Dawn's official statement on that. Please don't bother me with such <laughs> Okay, She's at football practice. Don't bother her. But, you know, I love Meg Brock, but you'll retweet her 17 million yeah. times, even though she doesn't work for our radio station. <laughs> Well, why just, don't we I'm hire her? No, <laughs> you're just afraid of her. She'll kick your butt. No, I love I love Meg. No, I know. Course, you know I'm, I'm just no kidding. space for Meg, Dawn. I'm trying to get a few extra dollars. Here, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, a lot of people love that yesterday. So yes, we've realized that uh, you know Dawn can cut the grass, assemble things. Greg relies on his father-in-law, and I used to rely on my wife. Jeremy Burke on the YouTube chat uh, says, "Get Dawn better lighting." I mean, she's the only one who has that that uh, light. I know. Right. Nick, I and, Nick and I don't have that. No, light. I basically do the show in the dark. You, you <laughs> do. You do. You know, YouTube- it is so you have a bald head, so the light, yeah. everything, the light actually shines and reflects off of your head. Yeah. Well, <laughs> by the way, YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Yep. Follow along. Hit the like button. If you're lo- if you're watching right now, please hit the like button. We're at 83 likes. I want to get to 100. But speaking of the lighting, I, I'm not somebody that needs glasses really for reading, but after doing this show after the first month of last year, I had to go to the eye doctor because I had like headaches every day because of the, the lighting in here. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even turn on the fluorescent lighting that lights up our backdrop behind me. And I, that's why I only wear glasses in this studio during the show because I dim the lights down so that my, my eyes don't pop out of my head. <laughs> but there you go. Just wanted to fill people in on that. Uh, cut sheet coming up here in about three minutes. I did say that the Fauci family financials have been released. And I think we all assumed this, especially for anybody you know in, in the establishment, the bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., uh, but the numbers have been released, and um, if you're struggling on a paycheck-to-paycheck basis like I am and everybody else is, um, these numbers aren't going to make you feel real warm and fuzzy. But uh, former National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Director Anthony Fauci and his wife 
had a combined net worth that exceeded $11 million. This is when he departed his government post. Disclosures are now revealing. Fauci's 2022 termination report, which was obtained by Fox as an open record request, included his finances through his exit at the end of last year. And the documents show that Fauci and his wife were up nearly $2 million since before the pandemic. And Fox News also goes on to say the following, that he had a slight net worth dip from 2021 to 2022, but still very, very comfortable, up $2 million, $11 million combined net worth between he and his wife. Quote, during the pandemic years, the Fauci's became decamillionaires with their household net worth exceeding $10 million. That, according to Open the Books CEO, Adam Andruski, he told Fox, last year was a tough year in the markets. However, Fauci's net worth is still up sharply from $7.6 million in 2019. So let's think about these two numbers pre- and post-pandemic. Tony Fauci's net worth in 2019 after 37 years or 47, remember, he's he served under X amount of presidents for X amount of decades. Uh, he was at $7.6 and he came out of the pandemic sitting on $11 million, a gain of $3.4 million. There were very few individuals in the United States or in on the planet that saw their net worth probably accelerate at the rate Fauci's did. During a pandemic where we all lost many different things in our lives. It, it just, every time I hear these public servants, and that's what they are, public officials, whatever, um, uh, whether it's a congressperson or if it's or somebody like Fauci, mm-hmm. and they make these millions and millions and millions, it just infuriates me. Yep. Because yeah. where is this money coming from? Mm-hmm. Where is this money coming from? That's correct. That's my question. Hell of a life if you're, quote... A doctor. Uh, before his retirement last December, Fauci was the highest paid federal employee. He made $480,654, which is actually eighty grand more than the salary of the President of the United States of America. POTUS makes, quote, $400,000 a year. Fauci was at $480,000. So um, it must be nice to be in bed with the government, with Big Pharma. So when you're here, get your booster, get your booster. You know, now why? You know why? I mean, that's real simple. All right, so seven forty-six. Enough of Fauci. Let's get to some fun. It's the best segment every single day on the show. It's time for what's on the cut sheet. What's on the cut sheet? What's on the cut sheet on this Thursday? Is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where Costco members save an additional an additional $1,500 on certified 2020, 2021, or 2022 XC40, XC60, or XC90 off of Cherry Hill Volvo's already aggressive pricing. Visit today. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Tell them you heard about them on 1210 WPHT. Again, I'll say it for the third time this week. We couldn't do what we do without our sponsors. If you hear an ad read by one of us or just on the radio on our radio shows, on our radio station. Please patronize them. Or at least call them up and just say thank you for supporting 1210 WPHT. We really appreciate it. If you, if you can't use their services. That's all I'm saying. Well said. Right? Thank you. I agree. Oh, God. Where do I start? There's just so much here. Should we start with story time with with Kamala Harris? <laughs> <laughs> 
You can never go wrong starting with the Veep. She's told this story many times before. We've decided that it she got she gets it wrong, but it's just the way she tells it and the uh, the way she talks to people like like their children. Like she's talking to children. Uh, it's just so infuriating. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. S- sit back, ladies and gentlemen. Or if you're driving right now on the Schuylkill Expressway, don't sit back because that would be dangerous. <laughs> but enjoy a story time with our Vice President Kamala Harris. This is cut nine. You know that old story about the two frogs and the pots of water? Okay, so here you're a good storyteller. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So two frogs and two pots of water. So in one pot of water, you drop the frog in and you slowly turn up the heat. And that frog would be like, oh, it's getting a little warm in here. A little bit. And then that water starts to boil and that frog perishes. In the other pot of water, you turn up the heat to the point it's boiling. You drop the frog in it. He'll jump right out. Let's not be that first frog. Right. You never want to be the first frog. <laughs> you might get quick third-degree burns if you're the second frog, but the first frog gets actually murdered and b- boiled alive, like a lobster at the Red Lobster. You take it right from the tank, you put it into the water, it steams, it screams, and then kaboom, in 28 minutes, it's on your plate. Oh, my God. Story time with Aunt Kamala. I just want more cameras on the entire audience as she's telling the story. Amen. Right? Just yeah. to see the expert. Because you know people are like, yeah. oh my God. We should install Kale and Company car cams yes. for, for the, the, the cut sheet. <laughs> Let's go to uh, a random guy in a Subaru on the Kale and Company car cam. He just drove off the Schuylkill. Um, Kamala Harris was interviewed by WFMZ in the Lehigh Valley. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, Nick and I know that radio station, or that uh, TV station, excuse me, well. And Dawn mentioned that they're what they're one of the only independent yes, TV stations. Family-owned TV family stations owned, yeah. in the nation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The reporter from, uh, by the way, they're from the Lehigh Valley. Um, the reporter from WFMZ asked, are people right to be concerned about Joe Biden's age? Fair question. Great question, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> Kamala Harris doesn't answer it. Okay. She answers another question okay. that she finds better. Okay. Uh, cut 10. Two very prominent Washington Post articles today talking about uh, President Biden's age, and that's a big concern among the young voters. Um, and in growing poll numbers, that's a big concern. Are, are people right to be concerned about his age at this point? Well, let me just say this. When I talk to these young voters, what they want is a leader who is in touch with the problems of today and has a vision for what we can do today and in the future to deal with it. President Biden is the first president to take on in any substantial way the issue of the climate crisis. Ah. <laughs> we don't care about the climate. Thank you, Tony Bruno. <laughs> Thank you, Tony B. Still with us, apparently. Wow. Okay. So you get asked a question. A very uh, that was Wendy Davis from WFMZ. I believe she does like the five o'clock news on that channel, if I remember. Um, so you get asked a legitimate question that most Americans will have a thought on one way or the other. Is Joe too old? And you just immediately. It's almost like she just didn't even hear the question. Maybe she, you know, we should do like a segment where we play the question that Kamala gets asked, and then what? Well, that's all what we hear, and then we play like a like a dubious question that was what Kamala is actually processing from an auditory standpoint. 
What does the climate have to do with Joe's age? <laughs> Which, by the way, I have a, climate, a Kamala climate crisis story. Wow, say that po- yeah. 10 times fast. Post-cut sheet. Wow, very nice. So there you go, Kamala Harris answering the questions. How do you, let me just say, in, in Kamala's defense, and I trust me, I'm, I will never defend her, but in Kamala's defense, how do you answer that question, Nick Kale? If you are her, what do you say? Do voters have a right to be concerned about Joe Biden's age? What do you say? I would just sit there and say, look, look at that. Look at what Joe has accomplished. I'd rattle off a bunch of uh, lies. Left, <laughs> left-wing lies and say Joe is absolutely at a position where he's going to run. And if reelected or when reelected, Joe will complete his second term at the age of 86. Shelly on the YouTube chat writes, it's not his age, it's his mental health. Correct. Like, the mental health should be mm-hmm. the question, not the age. Yep. Um, Which, by the way, again, just to, just to really nail Kamala here for just completely ducking out of that, that would be like Greg coming to me after the show and saying, hey, um, I had a question for something that you mentioned in the big take uh, on parental rights, and I start answering it by talking about Nick Castellanos and the Phillies. <laughs> Has which, nothing to do with what you just asked me. Which, by the end of the show, you're so woozy sometimes you might. <laughs> right. That's correct. Which is why I take the nap. Um, yeah, I know. I know. We, we get it. We get it's, it. It's been, it, yeah, it's been 24 hours and we haven't mentioned the nap yet. Right. So Coming up. <sighs> Dawn and I are slinging hash. And <laughs> you're, you're sleeping. Yep. I'm like Joe. When I mean slinging hash, it's a, right. it's a term. It doesn't mean anything with drugs. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> no problem. No problem. We don't uh, have time for drugs. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, the yesterday, the House, uh, the House Judiciary Committee, led by Chairman uh, Jim Jordan, uh, held a hearing for Attorney General Merrick Garland, where he answered a bunch of questions about Hunter Biden, the gun felony charges, uh, the investigation that's being led by David Weiss, all kinds of questions. Uh, Representative Thomas Massey asked. Um, Garland about suing Elon Musk. You know, mm-hmm. there's a DOJ investigation into Musk oh, now. Of course. Um, while protecting Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's a very good question. Cut five. Attorney General Garland, Elon Musk was a Democrat who admittedly supported Biden, but then he became a critic of the administration and exposed the censorship regime. Now, per public reports, the DOJ has opened not one, but two investigations of Elon Musk. Mark Zuckerberg, on the other hand, spent $400 million in 2020 tilting the elections secretly for Democrats. No investigations whatsoever. To the American public, these look like mafia tactics. You pay your money, we look the other way. You get in our way, we punish you. The American public sees what these tactics are. Oh, it's done. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, the American. Well, the the American public that actually tries to pay attention and get news from all sorts of sources actually knows what's going on. Those that just watch left wing mainstream media probably have no idea. But it's it, this is a theme here. So it's not just Elon Musk. Which, by the way, they hate Elon Musk because he is now a free speech absolutist and has restored that to many extents on, on X. But it, there's a pattern here. It's not for Zuckerberg, but it's for Elon Musk. It's sweetheart deals for the Bidens. It's go after Trump at all costs. And I'll even add another little tidbit to this weaponized DOJ. Yesterday, it became official in news that they, the federal government, are going after, uh, after Vince McMahon over Vince McMahon from the WWE, the owner and CEO, for paying 
hush money over sex uh, improprieties while he was married to his wife, Linda McMahon, who is also a Republican. Mm. And she, uh, I believe she's a, congr- a Congress lady, or she was in some sort of politics in, up in uh, the New England area. And it's well known that the McMahons are friends with Trump and Republicans, and to me, when I read this story, it was like no different than the hush money case with Trump and Stormy Daniels, other than the fact that Trump's being prosecuted by a hack in Manhattan named Alvin Bragg, and uh, uh, Vince is being prosecuted by the federal government. Almost the same kind of case. It does seem like if you're on the wrong side of issues, all of a sudden the DOJ is breathing down your neck. For yeah. what? And, and what's this for from Musk, for, for alleged improprieties he did with Tesla? That's correct. Okay. Yes. And as you know, and that's the worst part of it is Elon Musk said that he voted for Joe Biden. Well, yeah, that this whole this whole idea that Elon Musk is like this free speech absolutist and everything, it's a bit overblown. Okay, you think so? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So you think <laughs> there's very few free speech absolutists? So he's, um, you think he's really just more of a moderate and kind of an independent? Where no, I think that he, I think he's a businessman, and I think that he enjoys free speech when it benefits him yeah does that make sense yeah no that that that's a good way to look at it because yeah. to be honest you're right he hasn't been a free speech absolutist tony bruno uh, tony bruno's proof positive of that exactly he there's a lot of people yeah. and you know there's been there's been uh there's been alleges that he's been helping the saudi government with things and you mm-hmm. know what i mean like it like where people were prosecuted for and put to death for saying things yeah. on twitter so i I, you know, this whole idea that he's um, he's this free speech. I, just just be careful about putting people on pedestals. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. He's better than Zuckerberg, but let's not make him like a god. Yeah. yeah. He's is he better than? Yeah. Yes. He's yes. He's better than Zuckerberg. But he's yeah. Just be careful. That's I called him Zuckerberg again, by the way. I know you did. <laughs> That's all accidental, by the way. <laughs> Although I might have to copyright that. Um. He was also asked. Uh, this is Merrick Garland, Attorney General. Merrick. By the way, I'm so I'm I'm watching Billions. Are you watching the new season of Billions? No, or? it's so good. Um, it, the whole they them like it got. I I, I tolerated it, I but it you. got just. I get you. It's it, it's trying to like. Well, we got, we got pronouns in Billions. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, it, and at first it was okay because but then it just was over the top. It's like okay, it's just can't take. <laughs> um. But it, it's a good. It's a good because you you hear that the Paul Giamatti character in Billions is based off of um, Chris Christie um, when he was um, you know in the Southern District of New York. There, okay. um, uh, really? Yes. Did you not know that? No, he <laughs> always Chris Christie. Yeah, every yeah. time we every time Chris Christie speaks, he always <clears throat> reminds. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, but just hearing this, like it's just you know that there's this inside wrangling going on, and be like, "What did this person say? Let's mm-hmm. open an investigation into okay. that." They do that all the time. Yeah, they do it all the time. Okay, and you know if Hollywood picks up on it because of the writers mm-hmm. and the the people they have advised from, you know it's actually going on. Okay, um, AJ Garland, AG Garland, on whether he talked with anyone at the FBI about the Hunter Biden probe. Very good question, right? Yep. Uh, cut six here. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh, don't re- I, don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question. I don't recollect. FBI works for the Justice Department. It's, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't recollect 
You don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. I, I, if I did, I'm misremembering. <laughs> I, you, you talk about a guy, and you know, we just kind of crushed Fauci. You know, you're a doctor, and, and then you got all this money. If you're an attorney, and you've risen to the level of Merrick Garland, and now people look at you like a completely weaponized figurehead going after one political party, and that political party's chief uh, political... Uh, you know, figurehead in Donald Trump, you look so weak and so embarrassing. Like, it is so blatantly obvious the bias and the favoritism that Garland, David Weiss, and all these other hack attorneys for the government have given to Hunter Biden. Yeah. They've let this guy essentially get away with, and I'm using this in air quotes, they've let him get away with murder, and now it's like they're hitting him with a, like a simple assault charge. It's so, it's so, so obvious. Um, Jim on the YouTube chat says this season of billions sucks. I've um, oh. I had this discussion by the way with our market manager who also believes that this season of billions sucks. Okay, uh, I disagree. I don't know. I think it's a good show. I think it's the best show that's out there right now. Um, and what? What? How, and how do you consume billions? What is that on? Uh, it's a Showtime, I think. Showtime. Okay. So they're not these are new episodes not affected by a writer strike or anything. Yeah, um, I'm assuming this season was in the can, you know. Okay. Prior. M- by the way, <clears throat> looks like they're they're going to yep. come to an agreement Thank with the writers strike. Is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They they're saying Scott I think it was Scott Galloway that said it on his podcast the other day that they are um th- that he thinks that um Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher by pushing saying they're going to come back anyway mm-hmm. was what made this writer's strike come to an end. And they knew Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher knew it was coming to an end. That's why they... That's why they. Uh, so they really weren't going out there and uh, going out on a limb. They had inside knowledge. I, I mean, that's just one man's opinion. Okay. But it All does right. sound pretty plausible to me. Well, I know my sister's going to be happy. Um, my sister was texting me yesterday, uh, which, by the way, my sister's pregnant. She's due oh. in the next month. So oh, she, wow. she's at the, like, you know, let's just get it over with stage, yeah, like, cranky. Yeah. And she's, like texting me about how angry she is she has no shows to watch because of the writer's strike and so now my sister will be very happy well you we, you know, she should just watch her her brother well she does on she can only talk she take can watch me you small, on YouTube. small doses <laughs> <laughs> much like well, most women well that <laughs> oh man but uh, mustard <laughs> let's unpack that <laughs> But that's why she's. You said she's looking for a new vehicle because she's yeah. doing that whole nesting yeah, yeah, yeah. mommy thing. You said she'd make, have two she's kids now. Going to Piazza Auto Group, looking for a bigger vehicle. Yep, uh, a bigger boat. Since we're <laughs> since we're here at the top of the hour, for those of you just tuning in, these are uh, this is the House Judiciary Committee led by Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio uh, for uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland. They talked about everything from the Hunter Biden probe that he's he's been indicted on felony gun charges to uh, the Jack Smith indictment of Trump um, to um, all kinds of other things that the DOJ uh, seems to be up to. This is A.G. A- a- G- Garland on if he discussed the Hunter Biden, Biden probe with special counsel Weiss. You know, that's the big right. question here is mm-hmm. is that, it, you know, did he discuss this with uh, with Weiss? And this is what he said. This is cut seven. Can you tell us about any briefings or discussions that you personally have had with Mr. Weiss regarding any and all federal investigations of Hunter Biden? I'm going to say again, I promised the Senate that I would not interfere with Mr. Weiss. So you have not, I'm just under oath today, your testimony is, 
You have not had any discussions with Mr. Weiss about this matter? Under oath, my testimony today is that I promised that the, uh, the Senate I would not um, intrude in his investigation. I do not intend to discuss the Lib- internal Justice Department uh, deliberations, whether or not I had them. Oh, okay. So your, your testimony today is you're not going to tell us whether you've had discussions with Mr. Weiss. My testimony today is I told the committee that I would not interfere. I made clear that Mr. Weiss would have the authority to bring cases that he thought were appropriate. Okay. Mr. Weiss's All right. letter. Okay, let me stop you. For, for a second time, sir. Are you aware that FBI officials have come before this committee and they have stated that there was a cumbersome bureaucratic process that Mr. Weiss had to go through to bring charges in another judicial district? You know that? I'm not aware, but that's not true. There's nothing cumbersome about the process. So this is a guy who has no recollection of any discussions with the FBI in regards to the president's son, and he will not give you an answer here where, did you have conversations with David Weiss? Oh, the answer is yes, because you appointed him and made him special counsel, so you can take it to the bank that they've had conversations. But I love how how everything is tight-lipped and secretive when it comes to investigations into the Democrat or Hunter Biden specifically in this case. But everything gets posted prematurely with Trump. And I know this is federal versus local. Fulton County just somehow randomly posted the indictment before the charges came back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, that. it's amazing. There's yeah. never these mishaps with Democrats. It's just a coincidence, Just a coincidence. Staggering. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, it's yeah. beautiful seeing an, an, an attorney under the hot lights being cross-examined or whatever that setting would be qualified as and squirm like a little baby in a chair. When usually it's the attorney that does that to somebody that doesn't know how to handle themselves uh, when they're being uh, when they're testifying under oath. Uh, Heaven a one, Nick. This is off topic. He wants to know, or they want to know. Uh, it's it's supposed to rain all day Saturday. What did you decide to do with your girls? Uh, let's see. Saturday. Oh, I sent you the GPCC. Yes, stuff. we might do that. Spa spa day for sure. They're having a spa day. Oh, by the way, there's this uh, there's this product that I'm getting them for their birthday. I hope they're not listening right now. They're probably not. They're listening to Taylor Swift. They're at school. They're at school. Hopefully, um, there's this new like stuff called Sephora. Don, do you know what Sephora? Oh my is? gosh, it's really? not new, really, dude. Oh my, <laughs> it's, it's this they, embarrassing. Daniel yourself. and Anthony, get ready to clip this for a post later. <laughs> it's this new stuff. Called... It's not new. <laughs> new, new to, to you. Me. Well, it's news oh to me. Gosh. So I, I go over. Where to did the, you grow up? Like, like in the grow up under, Did you grow up under a rock or yes, something? I watched Mary with children and played sports. <laughs> so um, there's this cult. Like Coles has like a, you know certain sections, and I was talking to Kristen, and she's like. <laughs> You got to go into a Coles, look for the Sephora section. I'm like, what's the Sephora section? And she's like, it's like the cologne section at a Macy's oh. or a perfume section. Oh, Auntie God. Aaron, you need to help yes. out your bro. I was just yes. going to say that. Yes. I was just going to say that you need help with and this. And your nieces. So I go in there yesterday, or it was two days ago. And uh, there's I, these things called bras. Yes. Either of you ever heard of them? Yeah. <laughs> there's these new things called bras. <laughs> it's like all these facial creams and masks. And so my daughters want this one and then they want that one. So I said to Chris, and I'm like, why don't I just wait when they get here Friday? I'll take them. Let them pick them out. You know, here's your budget. This is what you can get. I don't care what you buy. You just got to stay under X amount of dollars. And um, I'm just going through it. And I'm looking at some of the prices. And I'm like, do my nine-year-old daughters need this? Like, no. this is like Kardashian stuff. Dawn, I, I would say no. Don, you better keep your mouth closed. Do, does his do his nine year old daughters need stuff from Sephora? Don't we have like a hand in stone sponsorship or something? We do. Our... I've already talked about that down the hall. Yeah, I've never gotten anywhere with it. 
They don't. His hand is <laughs> really. Yeah. You go to you, mas- you get massages and you, whatnot. Well, yeah, you both involved me in this stuff. Yeah. My um, seriously. My um my apartment complex is having a spa day on Saturday. Complimentary for all nice. all tenants. And it's from 10 to 11.30. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. They want this Sephora stuff. I'm going to give them that on Friday. And then I'll just take them downstairs into the cafe conference room area where they have all these types of things for, for tenants. And uh, let them have their spa day from 10 to 11.30. It was beautiful. And it doesn't cost me a damn thing. For nine-year-olds, though? I don't know, man. If like, it's free, it's for me. Okay. <laughs> but for the reason I said, like, hand in stone on a serious note, because I have a monthly membership with them. Uh-huh. So whether it's a sports massage for my even for my boys or for my, but they also, it's a, it's a great, more holistic way to teach the girls about thinking about, um, you know, self care oh, yes. products, which I'm all for, Chiro- but, not the, and massage. but not the makeup, right? So lotions and, and things that are more natural, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. not all the makeup stuff. And that self, that selfie era where the girls oh. are wearing fake lashes at yep. a young age, and yeah. it's all about their looks oh, rather already, than they, their they content. Want, their they character. already want the fake nails. No, yeah. don't do that. I, I've, tried, I've, I've, I've lost that battle. Um, but like they want that. Um, they love the spa day with like the the foot massage and the pedicure and the hand massage. See, that's good. Yeah, because that's like taking care of yourself. Uh-huh. But if they can, because your natural nail, those fake nail, don't put the fake nails on. Right. Um, and by the way, Valdez said, um, I don't know who Bella is. I guess it's his girlfriend. She works at Hand and Stone. So oh, di- there you go. Yeah, Valdez, what are we doing here, man? What do I got to do for like a 60-minute massage? Uh, hang on. What does he got to do for a 60-minute massage, yeah, they're, everybody? They're expensive, man. With tip, it's like 100 bucks. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Massage. She does facials. She does the facials. Oh. The best. I can take that in a lot of different directions. But we'll <laughs> Stop. That's his girl. That's yeah. the love of his I know. Right. He comes on and she goes, oh, he, she, she does facials. Well, thanks. Aw. I'm not I against think that. that needed, I didn't think you were going to go No, no. I, I, look, I, you know, I'm not against that. I, 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 he's, very, he's very immature, Daniel. I am one of these guys that has no problem getting a pedicure and my feet done. <laughs> like, oh, you're not male. It feels great, buddy. Telling well, you it doesn't help that you wear flip-flops, Connor. <laughs> and that's another reason why I need it. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, you, if you think about some place like Hand and St- Stone, where Bella, beautiful Bella, great Bella, right? Bella means beautiful. Um, so she's going to talk to the girls about you got to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and think about taking care of your hands and your nails and your body and all of that. And so that's really a great message for any kid, especially a girl. Yep. But uh, but boys too. All right, as the program director and me, okay, uh, let's let's get back to the issues. Yeah. Hey, by the way, this is the cut sheet because you're just tuning in the Kalen Company. Uh, Donald Trump, um, he held a rally yesterday in Iowa, and we played clips of both the Kristen Welker interview from Meet the Press and the Megyn Kelly interview over the last couple of days into last week. And uh, no surprise, he attacked both of them. He called Megyn Kelly nasty. This is like Janet Jackson, yeah, exactly. nasty. This is cut 11, Daniel. I think Joe Biden does that. The quotes from a group of people. We'll take some questions. I did Meet the Press this weekend. They got fantastic ratings. I call it Meet the Fake Press. And they had uh, fantastic ratings. And it was one question after another, after another, after another, and went through his whole hour. Then Kristen Welker, and she was, you know, nice, although kept interrupting me because she wasn't loving some of the answers I was giving, you know, but you love the answers I was giving. But uh, the beautiful thing, they said, I sat down for an hour and then I did a Megyn Kelly 
one, and she had, you know, just, boy, she became nastier all of a sudden. She was pretty nasty, didn't you think? Anybody that watched it. But they both asked many questions, many, many questions, and I could have gone on for hours, but, you know, there's a period of time when you say, that's it, so they had like an hour, they had an hour and a half, and it would be, uh, I think, 32 questions on 32 different subjects, and uh, Biden can't do that. Biden can't. Maybe one question where he goes, uh, okay, I'll take a question from, wait. I want uh, A, B, C, Ruth. And then she gives him a question, and then he reads the answer. Uh, here's the answer. No, we're, we're this country. You see we the have video to, we have to get this country straight You got to see the That's video for this, too, if you're watching along on YouTube. He's looking at the binder. He yeah. pulled a Korean Jean-Pierre he to did. imitate Biden. Yep. If, you know, he looks fabulous. He looks fine. Sounds fabulous? Fun. He's, it looks fabulous. Oh, no, he's, my God. He is. I, I think. I think part of this is he's on the campaign trail, and he's hitting his stride. And he's. I don't know. He's losing. He's lost weight, or he mm-hmm. was younger, or maybe he just loves this. So, do you think that uh, when he was weighed in at two fifteen, you think he's weighing two fifteen? Two forty eight. Yeah. No, there's no way he's weighing two fifteen. Yeah. I mean, I'm always two fifteen for God's sakes. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't two fifteen in the nineties. Uh, to answer the questions, <laughs> though, uh, yeah, the, the Welker thing is annoying because it was very reminiscent to some extent of Caitlin Collins. Like, wait a minute. No, she didn't interrupt that much, Nick. No, no, just like the the. To his point, where the, the, the interrupt, like, but like you're interviewing somebody, can you let that? Whether you like the answer, whether it's truthful or not, and I don't know if. Do you think Welker had somebody in her ear like Collins no. did? Okay, nope. But because it wasn't live, I, I, it was just a pet peeve of mine when I was on sports radio for many years, and there were older hosts that I looked up to from the standpoint of trying to learn the business. And one thing I always hated was when the host became combative and argumentative with the guest on an answer whether you agree with it like the point of having the guest on is for the guest to speak not you to keep bloviating and interrupting or fact checking or whatever it is but then on, on the megan kelly front um and I, I she she does a nice job but she's one of the few people that i feel like she's got the angry cnn female look on her face all the time you ever notice that like there's only one person on fox that annoys me with the face it's laura ingram but megan kelly's got that like Dana Bash, I'm just miserable at life. No, I hate not the world that up. miserable. I never seen Dana's Megan resting smile. face. She's got like, RBF, yes, right. Like her, I don't even know how she does that U shape with her mouth. It's like, she's just like, like it's crazy. What happens when Dana, you marry John King? Right? She's just like so unhappy. Right. But that Ma- resting face. Wow. I don't know. Megan just seems very um, very un- unpleasant. Um, I don't. I think. Okay, I'm going to say this about Megyn Kelly, that she is, is she an attorney? I believe she's an attorney, right? Yeah. So she is tough. She's really tough. Wired a certain way. And so when you look at her, she has, and I don't think that's all her real hair. She has the hair extensions. They're very, all very long. Yeah. And she has this look of being feminine but man, is she tough. She's mm-hmm. a ball buster, that one. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's more her actual personality. Okay. My feeling is if you met her, whatever that is, she's blah, 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 and she talks fast, mm-hmm. and it's, it's her personality. Okay. 
I, I don't necessarily think she's miserable. Okay. That's she whether you like it like her style or not, mm-hmm. she was always like that. Bah, 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 and she talks really fast. Yeah. And she's quick witted. And but also with Megan Kelly, she knows she's not on Fox. She's not a star anymore right. like she was. She's relegated the on satellite. Fox, yeah. Right. And so she she knows she's gotta make some hits. Mm-hmm. She's gotta say some things and get the reaction and promote herself. Probably gets more more play based off of the YouTube version of her show than the actual yes. live satellite version. Yes. Because is it live? I think her actual show on satellite is live. I just is don't it? think anybody listens to it. Well, I mean I don't know how you find it. Yeah, I don't know how you find it either. And I have I have satellite radio. I just right. I have no idea how you find it. Yeah. But I thought at least Megan Kelly's show, unlike Kristen Welker, her first day look, it was her first day out and she was a little she was a little nervous. But I did not think that Kristen Welker was disrespectful. Okay. Maybe you disagree, but I felt like she kept saying, you know, Mr. President, let's just stay. I want to know what you think. She was trying to bring him back. Mm-hmm. And so maybe maybe uh, maybe that's just my take or my bias because I know Kristen. Like I, okay, well, yeah. you know, cause she was here for years okay. and she, for, at NBC 10. So maybe that's I'm, I'm hoping and praying that she's less biased than the others. Gotcha. That they don't turn her to the dark side. <laughs> Trump in Iowa also went after uh, Ron DeSantis, which is another one of his favorite. DeSantis, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Ron has always been a loser. He does. <laughs> this is one of his favorite. And there was a new poll show that he, in New Hampshire, he just dropped like fifth or something or something uh, like that. So It's staggering. It's, I just I can't. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why he's punching down anymore. Uh, like, he should just literally just go after Joe Biden. I actually have the uh, the. Number Numbers right here, and I saw that uh, come out yesterday. Um, let me see here. Well, let, let me yeah, play, play the, the audio. Uh, this is cut two, Daniel. They want to see a well-run country. That's what women want, and we're doing great with everybody now. We're doing great with everybody. In yesterday's morning console poll, I'm 46 points, not 46 points, but 46 points up. Not just at 46. Most people would be very happy to have 46. No, I'm 46 up. In the primary and beating Biden in the general election while DeSantis is losing. Ron DeSantis is losing. You see the NBC the other day, they said, ladies and gentlemen, we're to interview Governor Ron DeSantis. He said, no, my name is DeSantis. Well, he actually changed it. DeSantis, right? He changed his name. I said, never change your name in the middle of a campaign. Bad. But here in Iowa... I'm up over 37 points on DeSantis, 51 to 14. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Wow. And Caitlin Collins tweeted this yesterday at 4.08 p.m. In a just-released CNN University of New Hampshire poll, DeSantis has dropped 13 points since July's survey. He's now at 10% among likely GOP primary voters. Trump is the first choice at 39%. Vivek Ramaswamy, 13%. Nikki Haley, 12 Chris Christie, 11, DeSantis, 10. Folks, Ron DeSantis is in fifth within his own primary right now. That is the sports equivalent of being last place in the (laughs) NFC East. That's like he's the Washington Commanders, and he's looking up at the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Cardinals. It's over for DeSantis. And I'll even go this far. I'll even say this. No votes have been cast yet, guys. It's I, look, over I'm, I'm, for him. I'm telling you, you're you you are correct. But it's not, no votes have been cast yet. I, my question is now: Is he salvageable for a redemption tour in 2028, or did he blow it? Did he shoot as you know what 
this time around, and he will not even have a chance in 2028. That's where I'm at right now yeah. with him. I'm just just wondering out loud. Man, I'll tell you what. In the in the scheme of life, I would never want Donald J. Trump to give me a nickname. No, because you know what? It's it sticks. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. And He's very good at it too. Wow. I mean, there's just some. There's some, we'll just call them trash talkers, that you don't want to get into a, a trash-talking beef with because you know they're quick-witted and they're going to verbally have you in their palm of their hands. When Trump does that to you, you, you know you're in the crosshairs, and it's going to, to your point, it will stick. And it's even on, like, DuckDuckGo or on, or on Google, Ron DeSantis sends people to the diction. People are actually looking up to see if DeSantis <laughs> is a word. <laughs> And you know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's yes. going to be like the next next year we'll be going, and the word of 2023, it's a new word, <laughs> DeSanctus. DeSanctus. Yep. Yes, you're, you're 100% right. And, and you mentioned, too, I mentioned earlier, you know, with him in Iowa and handing out people, uh, pizza to people, and that's why he resonates with common folks and stuff like that. But it's also the fact that he's, Trump's a, Trump's a loudmouth. He's a trash talker. <laughs> like, these are the things that are appealing. Forget the policies. Forget the fact that he's taking on the establishment. It's the stuff that you typically would not expect from a presidential candidate or a president, where it's like, oh, man, this guy, he just, he just says whatever he wants. Yeah. And he's just going there. I mean, he's picking up a binder, imitating Joe Biden. In the history of politics, we've never seen that before. Yeah, the presentation is off the chart. You, you, you mentioned. True. I've been sitting on this for a few days, and now is the perfect time to bring it up. Uh, remember Vivek Ramaswamy? Of course, <laughs> Ramaswamy. No, I'm, I'm saying that as a joke because nobody's been talking about him over the last True. couple of weeks. Uh, all of these polls showing that he's unfavorable and he's annoying <laughs> is 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 the I, one I criticism agree. about this i agree uh this was him on the sunday shows over the weekend cut eight daniel to where we are now i think we're on track to win this election so your profile is growing but as it does our polling also shows your unfavorables are up this is the latest polling up 12 uh, points since we pulled this in August, uh, one recent opinion piece puts it this way. Of all the descriptors attached to Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, the 38-year-old political tyro enjoying a bizarre surge in the Republican primary race for second place, the most common one seems to be annoying. <laughs> Why do you think as more people have gotten to know you, wow. your unfavorables are up too? Well, look, we have been taking intense criticism, Shannon, over the last several weeks since I performed well on that second debate. And this is part of the process. So I invite the open debate. The reality is many people are annoyed by my rise and believe that a 38-year-old is too young to be U.S. president. The fact of the matter is Thomas Jefferson was 33 years old when he wrote the U.S. Declaration of Independence. He also invented the swivel chair while he was at it, by the way. And so See, that's I what makes we him need annoying. to revive that spirit. <laughs> right. And I believe, Shannon, it will take someone whose best days ahead are still yet ahead in life to see a country whose best days are still yet ahead of itself. And I do believe that the United States of America can see our best days still yet ahead. But we can't just be running from something. I don't criticize, actually, the radical Biden agenda that much because I think it's the wrong place to focus. Of course, there's a lot to criticize, but we have to offer a vision of our own. Okay. So a lot like Trump, he can talk and talk and talk, but Mm -hmm. Trump just shoots from the hip. It feels authentic and unscripted. Vivek is one of these guys, and I've mentioned this in the past months on the show, oh, there's not an interview, a TV camera that this guy will ever turn down. He, He loves the spotlight. 
But he's one of the guys, and you heard him with that explanation there mid-conversation. He People don't like the smartest guy in the room. Exactly. People don't like when you try to tell people you're the smartest guy in the room. You are 100% right. And he comes off a little too polished, a little too smart, a little too clean. And I like him. So I'm not... But this is my observation of what I think other people think of him. Yes. That that clip in there where he says, and he also invented the swivel chair. And it's stuff like that that it's like, (laughs) okay, yes, like we get it. See, that's why people think he's annoying. Yeah, that's why people love me because I get things wrong like Ram versus (laughs) Run. That makes me relate. Air conditioning was invented in 1987. Right. Right. That's That's what builds and resonates with people and what he says and does. That's where you're like, eh, I'm going to keep my distance. (laughs) But I think Vivek Ramaswamy for the future is, I think he has a long, healthy, good future. I do too. In the the GOP. He just, you know, he's he's the rookie and nobody, did anybody think he would last as long as he has? No, Right? He's he's held his own, even even in the debates. Did he get spanked by Nikki Haley on stage over over his you know world view, right? Yeah. Did Chris Christie with that chat, um, you know, chat GPT line? Yeah. yeah, that was a great line yeah. by Chris Christie. Yep. So he got spanked a little bit, but that's okay. Then he's yep. he's earning his chops. He's really dipped a little bit since the Ari Melber back and forth that we played for you a few weeks it ago. It wasn't Ari Melber. It was... Or it was Medina um, Hassan. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the yeah. uh, MSNBC Who's that guys. hack loser? Yeah. That but was that, a, hack that, loser, was, that hack loser, that hack loser took him hit, down, Don. He did. It was a he, hit he took job. took him down. Total hit, hit job. job. Don it was a hit job that he <laughs> was... He, he was... He was fact-checking him. He was literally reading from words that he wrote and Vivek Ramaswamy was saying, no, no, I never wrote that. It was fact-checked. He was wrong. He should have just owned what he said. I'm not saying I'm not a Mehdi Hassan fan. Trust me, far from it. But he he looked terrible. Meaning Vivek Ramaswamy in that. It was interview. the first time he was really had in a conversation. Yeah, because which happens. I mean, he, you, when you talk, things were making, being t- but things were being taken out of context, and it was just media bias by omission. If you go back to it, he was reading guy's, his own words to yeah, him. Yeah, but he was all right. <laughs> he was. He criticized Trump in his book on. In a Wall Street Journal op-ed, he did all this, and now he's like, and then he tried to distance himself from it, or say he never said it, which was a lie. He should have just owned it. Although nobody saw it coming. If you would have said back in January, hey, I bet you come September, Vivek Ramaswamy will be ahead of DeSantis in polls, we all would have laughed. Um, By the way, uh, hasn't been sober on Twitter. Ramaswamy isn't as annoying as $4 a gallon for gas. Thank you. And um, Newman Price says DeSantis can turn it all around if he talks more about mustard. Mustard. <laughs> uh, speaking of four dollar a gallon gas, Ron DeSantis yesterday was speaking, um, and he said that this was part of a bigger package. But I just wanted to play this clip. He says that he promises two dollar a gallon gasoline by twenty twenty five. Cut one. I think we can definitely get under three and towards two. And the reality is we're going to have a very favorable environment for this. While DeSantis acknowledged climate disasters are, quote, problematic. There you go. (sighs) It's very simple. Drill, baby, drill. That's the only (laughs) way we're going to get under three and and work our way towards two. I think that's long gone. Remember, under Trump, on average, uh, gas was 239 a gallon. I think all of us would kill for... Two ninety five. To be fair, the the economy and political, uh, you know how you uh, 
how presidents spend or don't spend does contribute. But the president itself does not have direct implications on the price of gas. That's true. Right. This whole thing, like, you can take credit for it when it's under your watch because that's what presidents do, as they should. But, but, but they don't nor they, what they do or say doesn't really affect the price of gasoline. But I think it's, it's the totality of our daily expenditures, whether it's gas, whether it's energy prices for heating and cooling our home, or grocery store uh, prices. You know, that, that's very reflective, you know, collectively over an administration. Um, Tennessee Senator yesterday, Marsha Blackburn, who actually used to live about 10 miles from me, although her house had a couple of zeros after it. Um, <laughs> she says, the reality of Bidenomics, gas is up 64.55%, energy is up 43.38%, and groceries are up 20.47%. The reality wow. of Bidenomics. Uh, I'm just yeah. going to say this. I, I would have agreed with what Greg said before Trump. But well, he that, proved it was possible. That right? was Trump. The fact that his his and this is his skill set as far as the art. The, the, it goes back to the art of the deal. So, in other words, bringing the jobs back that Obama said those jobs are never come back coming back. Guess what? Trump through just what you said. He held those news conferences. He held everybody's feet to the fire and said, "Keep the jobs here." And he did all of that. But he also, and we were there, Greg Stocker, when, when he was fighting for the deal between Mexico and, and Canada. And that was, that was a great deal. Biden undid, look at his first 10 days in office. My God, a record executive orders. And with Biden, it was all about, it was like, it was like being mad at an ex. Mm-hmm. I mean, Biden's first 10 days of office, just executive order, just trying to unwind and undo all the good things for the economy that Trump did. And, and Trump putting China's feet to the fire and, and, and trying to make sure that we, we had a fair deal. And, I, and so I'm just going to say this. Trump did a, a ton to, to help every business, not just corporate America like yeah. they say, but you talk to anybody who owns a business just is pro-Trump, right? It's amazing what a president can do if they have a business background mm-hmm. and they're business savvy. Yep. Whether it's directly or through some policies or reversing course of another administration or whatever it might be. You know, fascinating. Oh, uh, we should break and then come back. All right. 829, that'll do it for round one of the cut sheet. What's on the cut sheet part due coming up at 935. We'll come back and get to Dawn's big three at eight after this as we continue live on Kale and Company. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. As you guys know, I just leased the 2023 Honda Ridgeline from the great folks at the Springfield location, Piazza Honda. Uh, and if you're a truck person like me, or maybe you've never had a truck and you're thinking about the weather coming up in the winter and you'll want something that's going to be tough and rigorous through the bad weather that we get here in the Delaware Valley. Now's the perfect time to visit Piazza Honda. You can go to the location I went to, Springfield, or Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pottstown, or Reading to take advantage of 0.9% APR financing or get special finance rates on the Honda Civic, the Accord, the CRV, the Pilot, and more. The Piazza Auto Group, 17 different brands. My sister is now entertaining the idea of one of those brands, that being a Range Rover, at one of their 35 locations. It's my go-to for all things automotive. It's Dawn's. 
soon to be my sister's as well. To check out their new or certified pre-owned vehicles today, shop their online inventory right now. What are you waiting for? PiazzaAutoGroup.com. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Force Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love the FanDuel app. It's so easy. It's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, so much more. I gave you, if you're listening, in the six and seven o'clock hour, I gave you my props uh, for tonight's San Francisco uh, San Francisco 49ers New York Giants uh, game that you can hear right here on twelve ten WPHT. So go back on the Odyssey app if you want to listen to that. FanDuel.com slash Greg to sign up right now. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and is the official partner of 1210. WPHT 21 and over President PA. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. You got to do something for you. I want you to do this and I want you to call QC Kinetics today because it's a game changer. You got to live again. That chronic joint pain, it's keeping you down. And you can do this without surgery. That's the key difference here and that's the key point. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They're going to take your body's own concentrated healing properties and then put them directly into your joint, your aching joint, that it's going to restore and it's going to repair that damaged tissue inside your aching joint. And this is causing all of your horrible pain. Now you can heal. The patient satisfaction reports are just astonishing. Finally, this is a real alternative to the so-called old ways of dealing with pain. This is not surgery. There's no downtime with QC treatments. It's not invasive. It's not surgery. No drugs. So if you're suffering in that constant pain in your knees, your hips, your shoulder, or your back, you just need to call. Get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. And imagine right now you're moving around pain-free, doing everything you love to do. Just call QC Kinetics. Don't say no. Say yes. QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine attack your pain, bring you lasting relief. Finally, now's the best time. Get started. They're right here in the Philadelphia region and beyond. Call 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics. 215-999-3000. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.